What's up, everybody? Since the Sandbox, Kevin, Steve, we're back with another NBA episode, Overrated Players of the 2010s. I know you guys have been listening to the 2000s episodes. We're in the 2010s now. Overrated Players, Steve, I'm going to jump right in. And here's a guy who has been in the media this past, you know, NBA season for unrelated basketball reasons or unbasketball related reasons. And that's Dion Waiters. I think he's a guy that since he's been in the league, he's definitely had his problems, but a guy who I feel like a lot of people take high value on. I mean, he's nothing special to me, honestly. I think he's a good offensive player, and I think he brings intensity, but he's another guy, like I talked about on the last episode, Andre Gudala, who is never going to be the guy on your team and win you a championship. I think he's a solid third option, or maybe in this point in his career, maybe like a six-man or something like that. But Dion Waiters, I feel like, has kind of been overrated since his career started. But that's just my opinion. Kev, that's my opinion, too, because I got him on my list. I have Dion Waiters on here, and his name has been in the media more than it has been for basketball-related reasons. It's just a lot of off-the-court issues that are just preventable. And when you're a professional basketball player, when you have that platform and you have that opportunity, and you just see consistently that that opportunity is being taken for granted, you just kind of can't look at the guy the same way. His game on the court isn't even translating for us to talk about him in a positive manner as far as basketball goes. Uh, So I I definitely agree with the pick. And I have Deion Waiters on here, and he hasn't really met with the Heat expectations. Obviously, if Cleveland felt confident with him, they would have moved forward with him. But, you know, they had no problem shipping him away either. But coming to my next guy, this is someone else that is with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, and that's Kevin Love. I know a lot of people think that Kevin Love is a superstar still to this day, and I know he was great on the Timberwolves. But, man, I, I really just don't see it anymore. And Kevin Love isn't that old you know he he's still a player if he was going to be a consistently good NBA player have one of those long experienced veteran careers I feel like he'd still be putting up at least average numbers I feel like a lot of his numbers whether that's his three-pointers his field goal percentage whatever it is it's all kind of gone down since LeBron's left Cleveland Uh, I know a lot of teams can focus on him being you know the the only real threat there uh, until Drummond got there but I think he needs to try and find a change of scenery because I, I don't think it's working out, and I, I think it's really tarnishing his name. Hit the nail on the head, I mean. He had a good start to his career in Minnesota. But again, I think it was one of those cases where he was kind of the only guy there. You know what I mean? So I think the spotlight was on him. But as far as Cleveland, you're right. I mean, coming into the season, he was really their guy until Drummond got there. But I think you're right. I think either Cleveland has to build around him, which I don't think they're going to, or he has to change get a change of scenery because when he first joined them, obviously he joined them with a package of Kyrie and LeBron. And like you said, even though Kevin Love is still young in his career, I don't think at this point in his career, after all the injuries and everything, that he's that guy that will carry a team, you know, like I think when he was with Minnesota, people were like, oh, you know, maybe this guy has the future of Minnesota, like he can carry them. I don't think as many people are saying that now, just because of like injuries and stuff, obviously, and, and he's a little bit older now. But he's definitely one of those guys that I think people got big on too quick and didn't really let him develop his career. And that, that really ended up hurting him. But I'll jump in with another with another big guy, and that's Blake Griffin. Now, I know a lot of people may rebuttal and say it's the other way around. He may be on un- 
underrated, but I honestly don't think so. I mean, ever since he's been in the league, we've heard about him all over the place. ESPN, outside of basketball, just he's he's one of those just big names. You know what I mean? And he really hasn't done anything for me in his career where I'm like, wow, this guy's incredible. Like, obviously, he's wicked athletic. Obviously, we know early in his career, he was jumping through the roof, dunking on anybody and everybody in his way. But as injuries come along and you get older in your career, obviously, athleticism fades. And he's one of those guys that I'm afraid once his athleticism fades, he's not going to be very good because even though he's gotten a little better at shooting, He's not a great jump shooter. He has an okay post game, but nothing that's going to separate him later on in his career. Like guys like, you know, Dirk and KG did, Tim Duncan, guys like that. So I think Blake Griffin has to either develop like an Al Horford type of versatility where he can do a bunch of different things, or he's going to fade away real quick. Kev, this was someone that I wanted to have on my list too, because when I looked at, at Blake Griffin on the Clippers, I, I kind of viewed that team as a failure because I, I thought that they had a really good core with Chris Paul there. I mean, Karam Butler was still good when, when he was there. Uh, they had a lot of good bench players. That was a deep team. So I definitely think that that experiment didn't work out. And I would say, you know, as an individual, Blake Griffin kind of adjusted his game a little bit. He became a better shooter as his career has carried on. I still don't think he he's the best you know, four four or five guy that that's going to be shooting the ball, but definitely definitely good to to see his game you know evolve a little bit as time goes. But I definitely think it was overvalued, and he was one of those guys that that were very explosive when he, when he was young, and like you said, jumping through the roof of all the NBA arenas and, and the dunk contest and so on. But I feel like a lot of that hype hasn't carried over over the years. And Kev, someone that has you know a, a lot of mixed hype. I'm just going to come out and say it. That's Draymond Green. I have him as one of my overvalued plays of the 2010s. And I know people can be on both sides of this argument because you could say, oh, Steph Curry is one of the greatest point guards, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Klay Thompson is one of the best two-way players, best two guards of all time. Kevin Durant, when his career is said and done, if he gets another ring somewhere else, he's going to be in the all-time discussion. And you you already mentioned Andre Iguodala. We talked about Sean Livingston. So I feel like a lot of these guys, you know, are, are viewed as more of an important piece to this team as Draymond Green is. And I, I feel like the role that he played was very important and he did it perfectly. But I do think that he's overvalued, especially when it comes to, like, conversations talking about, you know, all-time fours and, and all-time fives and in Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Clearly, that Warriors team was a team that we may never see again, but I don't think that that team would be any different if Draymond Green wasn't on it. Yeah, see, Draymond Green's one of those guys that I like to stay away from because, like you said, it's a lot of mixed type. And, and honestly, I, I really couldn't tell you if, in my personal opinion, he's overrated or underrated because I'm one of those people that have mixed emotions on him. You know what I mean? I think it's a little bit of he lucked out, obviously, having Stephen Clay on his team because, obviously, when you have guys like that, it's a lot easier for you to do your job. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, could he be a little overrated? Maybe because, like you said, again, guys like Stephen, like, they bring it out of him. You know what I mean? So that was definitely a good one. But Draymond Green, because I was, I was honestly looking at maybe putting him on my um, my underrated list, but I, I definitely agree why you have him on your overrated list too. But, again, he's one of those guys I like to stay away from because of – 
all the mixed emotions and stuff. It's honestly tough to, to judge him. But I'll jump into my next one. And I just want to, in advance, apologize to Lou for my last two because I know these two were going to break his little heart. All right, Lou, so I'm sorry, brother. The first one is Andrew Wiggins. And I know he's still young. He has plenty of career left, but he came in the league in 2013 and hasn't really done anything, honestly. Like, he hasn't impressed me at all. He's one of those guys where I think literally came in the league good and hasn't gotten better, and that's made him worse, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, he came in the league looking like he was going to be ready for the NBA, but he never took that next jump, you know, that all the all the great rookies do coming out of college. And I think that's why he kind of got stuck in Minnesota and kind of faded away a little bit. I'm hoping that being on Golden State now, hopefully they won't trade him or anything. I'm hoping that'll kind of revamp his career because, like I said, playing with guys like Steph and Clay, and, and we just talked about Draymond, should make his job a lot easier, but you never know. But definitely – in this point in his career, definitely one of the most overrated players in the 2010s, in my opinion, especially with all the hype that he had coming out of college. No, Kev, I feel that one. That was a guy that, that I definitely considered having on my list as well. It's just tough with Andrew Wiggins because I feel like because LeBron had control over the whole Cleveland scenario and him then leaving after that and Wiggins being, you know, I don't want to say stranded there, but I, we all know how, how that played out. I feel like that situation, you know, really affected, like, his perspective coming into the NBA because he probably was, like, throughout that whole process, you know, I have a chance to really do something great with LeBron for years to come. And I feel like he was just probably relying on that experience so much. And you, you, you were definitely right when you said he was one of those guys coming out of college that – was just supposed to be a, an immediate star, kind of like we saw with John Morant this year and, and Luka Doncic and, and so on with, with a bunch of guys like that. So so I def hear the Andrew Wiggins one, and we'll see how you know his career continues through the next couple of years because that would really make this debate a, a lot more clear. But, Kev, I'm going to come in with a guy who was definitely more relative in, in the earlier part of the, of the 2010 decade, and that's Danny Granger. I mean, that Pacers team was supposed to be, you know, a, a big threat in the East. And it was supposed to be due to, to guys like him and Paul George when he was there early on in his career as well. Danny Granger clearly has battled plenty of injuries that have significantly affected him and kept him off the court. But he's someone that, you know, after those injuries, never was able to get back to where he was. And that's why I consider him an overvalued player. Yeah, that was a sleeper. I think he's another one of those guys that could go either way, depending on who you ask. I definitely agree. I'm leaning a little bit more towards you in the fact that he was a little overrated. But that Indiana Pacers team was good. I mean, they had Paul George, George Hill, David West. They, they eliminated my uh, Carmelo Knicks. Had to be like the 23. 13 2014 playoffs they smoked them I hated that but no definitely agree that's perfect leading up to my next player and again Lou I apologize in advance because I know this is going to break your heart but the kind of the face of the Pacers now that's Victor Oladipo and I honestly think he's overrated I think coming out of college he was a projected like top five pick you know what I mean but he wasn't a solidified one I think he might ended up going one but there was a few guys in that class that were kind of in the mix but he's another one that I think he he is just one of those guys that's okay or good. Like, yeah, like a little better than okay at everything and not really good or great at anything. You know what I mean? He's an okay dribbler, okay passer, decent finisher, decent shooter. But there's nothing he does like in his game that I'm like, 
wow, you know what I mean? Like, he's just another average NBA player. I think he's wicked athletic. But again, when that goes, I don't know what's going to be left for his career because he's one of those guys that doesn't really have a, almost like a niche. You know what I mean? Guys in his positions, like you get like Kyrie Irvings or like Steph Curry's, but like they have niches. Like Kyrie's a great ball handler finisher. Steph's obviously one of the best shooters of all time. Victor Oladipo like doesn't have that niche. He's a lot kind of like a Donovan Mitchell to me where – like I said, he's he's an okay shooter, an okay finisher, but there's nothing he's going to do that you're going to be like, oh my God, like that was, un-. like, you know what I mean? He's just kind of like there. He puts up average numbers, like he does average things. He's just like an average guy. And I think a lot of people hype him up. Again, this is another guy who's very early in his career. So ask me again in five years, this could be a different conversation. But at this point in his career and coming in the league when he did in the, in the 2010s, I think he's definitely one of the one of the more overrated players that we've seen in the past decade or so. Wow, Kev. I feel like with this pick, you're really pushing the envelope. Not only did you just say that Victor Oladipo was, you know, an overrated guy, but you also said Donovan Mitchell. And I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here saying my opinion, but I'm saying you're going to have a lot of angry people at you for, for kind of feeling that way. But I'm going to come in with mine, and I think this guy really had the potential to be something special. He was a very effective shooter and a great scorer, you know, when he was at his best. But, you know, his career really dropped off just because a lot lot of the the off-the-court stuff. And that's Ty Lawson, Kev. We know that he was a killer down, down in Denver before Jokic was there and a lot of these young guys now. He was kind of down there when, when Kenneth Fareed was, was a very explosive young guy for them. And he bounced around a little bit to, to have the chance, you know, really resurrect his career and, and still be a, a very consistent player. And it just never uh, translated on, on the court. So Ty Lawson was a guy that I always viewed early in his career as, as someone that, that was going to be great. But just seeing how that played out, I definitely think he was a guy that was overvalued. No, that was a good one, definitely. And and like you said, he was definitely, you know, one of the faces of the Nuggets, kind of that post Mello and Chauncey Billups that were with, you know, the Kenneth Fareeds. I think they might have had Danilo Gallinari early in his career too. And Igor Dalla might have still been there too. But no, I definitely agree. I think he I definitely think he was overrated. Again, he was definitely like we said, he was one of the guys that just always had the ball in his hand. You know what I mean? Like he was the guy. Like Kenneth Fareed was good, but he wasn't really a lights out scorer. And like we said, Danilo Gallinari Gallinari was early in his career. I don't know if J.R. Smith was still there or not at the time, but I don't think so. I think he was in New York with Melo. But definitely a good one. Definitely a guy, like you said, was just kind of hyped up. Like, he really didn't do anything ever that people looked at him and were like, whoa, like, this guy's legit. You know what I mean? He kind of would just throw up threes and hope they went in. And some of the time they did, some of the time they didn't. But he never really had anything to his game that really would blow anyone away. No, for sure. But, but Kevin, it was fun getting through these lists for, for basketball. Maybe we'll have to jump in and do the same for football. Who knows? But as, as the NBA restart uh, is creeping up on us, we're definitely going to keep you guys in the loop as far as everything basketball. And we have a bunch of special things coming up for you guys. So make sure to stay tuned. Leave us that five-star review. Since the sandbox, we out. Peace.